bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... If you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. (laughs) So we've got a guest today, and I think that it's important to, um, got to love it. We have a guest today and and from the UW-Whitewater, and I, I think it's important that that we remember that um, there's some great things going on. This uh, there's some great things that are going on this um, year, especially this month with College Scholarship Month. And so, when you think about what school you want to go to, when you think about where you want to spend your time in college and you're from Milwaukee, it it gets a little um, scary when you think about you're going to drive, you know, four, five, six hours. You know, one of my daughters was literally five hours away at school, and you couldn't fly there, so you had to drive. And, and every now and then you come across that university that on a local level, on a statewide level, has made an impact on students' lives, especially here in southeastern Wisconsin and in Milwaukee. And so I'm excited to have with us Jeremy Smith, who's the director of it, who's the director of admissions at um, UW Whitewater. How are you today, uh, Jeremy? 
I'm doing well, Dr. Ken. How are you? Thanks so much for having me. This is this is great because number one, my daughter is a Whitewater graduate. And I've got a, a proud Warhawk. Yep. And and she works there. So I, I won't tell you her name and that way she won't get mad at me and say, Hey, who's these people? <laughs> okay. But 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 I find it interesting that um Whitewater has done a phenomenal job at helping people transition, regardless of race, color, ethnicity, creed, whatever, being able to make them feel comfortable at a place like a UW-Whitewater. What is the secret ingredient, Jeremy, that, that, that you guys use to make students feel so comfortable? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it's, if it's an industry secret, but I think the, really, the recipe for success is making sure build, uh, students build those connections. And, and one thing that, that UW-Whitewater does have um, that isn't offered at every institution is a, a first-year experience office and, and full-time staff members whose primary purpose on our campus is to make sure that that transition from high school life and high school classes to college life and college classes goes smoothly, right? For a lot of students, this might be their first time away from home. This might be their first time, uh, you know, sharing a room in the residence halls with a roommate. And, and so we do a lot of great things and programs to help make sure that students are building the support networks that they need, that they're connecting with uh, one of our peer mentors. So we have a peer mentor program that uh, makes sure that all students have an upperclassman that they can go to when they have questions and they need uh, help with something and uh, all sorts of other programs to just really help make sure students know that they belong at, at UW-Whitewater and that this, this can be their, their home away from home. So we have, you know, unique student uh, traditions as part of our uh, Warhawk Welcome, where our students paint Warhawk Drive purple. And right, that's a, right. And that's a experience for us, right? That, the road that goes up to Perkins Stadium, our football field. Yeah, and so yeah. um, there's, there's just great traditions that help build that connection with the campus. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of Whitewater because I was up there all the time because you were just close enough to, you know, cause trouble for showing up, you know, dad showing up about an hour away. <laughs> but then close enough that when stuff was needed from home, you could drive home, right? And so that's yeah. one of the things that those resources that Whitewater had, you know, I rarely saw my daughter, you know. I mean, credit union, um, you know, football, basketball, baseball, like everything you ever wanted that you had at home or in high school was there. But it also have you have some phenomenal academics that are at um, UW Whitewater, starting with your school of business, your school of communications, those types of things. What can a student look forward to if they want to come to UW Whitewater? What 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 would they have to do in terms of and what? What would they have to do in terms of scholarships, in terms of at, uh, filling out an application, all that stuff? Sure, yeah. So um, students choose UW-Whitewater for a multitude of different reasons, right? For some students, it is those academic components. For some, it has more to do with the location and proximity, whether that's close or far away from home. Like you said, we're, we're only about an hour from the Milwaukee area. Um, but students who are interested in enrolling at UW-Whitewater, any student is able to apply for admission after August 1st of their senior year. So if there are 
students out there who are in their senior year right now, they have the ability to apply at no cost. We don't have an application fee. We utilize both the UW system application um, that all of the public universities here in the state utilize, as well as the common application that's utilized by, by over a thousand institutions across the country. Um, at that point, we really just need students to submit us a, a copy of their high school transcript. We don't require standardized test scores like ACT or SAT test scores for admission. And once we get that information, it gets routed to one of our admission counselors and we work on what's called rolling admission, meaning as soon as we have that completed application, we want to do our best to get back to students with that admission decision as quickly as possible so that we're not creating stress and anxiety about, you know, waiting on that decision. We shoot for about a seven to 10 day turnaround time. Now, right now it's the peak time of year and so we're seeing a lot of students apply. Um, but we, uh, like I said, are, are getting back to students as quickly as possible. And if students are admitted, they get a, a big purple envelope in the mail that says you are a Warhawk and, and includes all the information uh, in terms of their next steps in the process. And, and one of those does include scholarships. I know mm-hmm. um, that this is our, our scholarship month. Yep. And um, the majority of our, our students' scholarships are awarded after January 1st. So students need to be admitted prior to January 1st of their senior year. And oftentimes there are a few select uh, scholarships that I'm certainly happy to, to talk about um, where students do need to separately apply for them. But the vast majority actually um, are awarded through a pooled process that is equitable to all students. And uh, students don't need to submit a separate scholarship essay. We have some scholarships that are just based off of uh, academic GPA, and we have other scholarships that are donated to us by generous alumni and other community members, and those alumni might say, well, hey, I'm a graduate from uh, Milwaukee County, and I, I studied in business, so I want this to go to another student from Milwaukee County who's going to be majoring in business, and then we can query out who those students are at that point, and we review through their applications to award some of those scholarships. But the great part about it for students is, uh, in most cases, they don't need to separately apply. We're talking to Jeremy Smith. He's the Director of Admissions for UW-Whitewater. This is College Month on the Truth, and it's sponsored by Educators Credit Union, American Family Insurance, Gruber Law Offices, and Associated Banks. So, so, Jeremy, the, the, the January 1st date is the key date that you need to be accepted by, and then you can go into the pool for scholarships. But we're talking no application fee. Um, you can apply after August 1st. No, no test scores needed. You need your grades, and you can pretty much go from there. Yeah, we we try and make it as as painless as possible. We're an access institution that admits about 92 to 93% each year of our applicants. um, We're serving a large uh, population, but we're still providing a a quality education. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, we don't want the application to be a barrier for students. I know that you do great things for all your students, but I want to personally say thank you for what UW-Whitewater does for African-American students from southeastern Wisconsin. It gives them a sense of belonging and a sense of support uh, that you give every student. But more importantly, because I hear what students say when they come back and I've then met people and found out that they graduated from UW-Whitewater, that takes on an air of, of importance and an air of confidence because I too had to walk around with that purple shirt on because my money goes to Whitewater. 
but it's it's something you know but but it's something that you're proud of and so what can people do right now in terms of making sure their student what's what's the one or two things that a parent or a guardian needs to do to make sure their student has the best chance to get into UW Whitewater yeah, so in, in terms of admission, just in, in, in being admitted to the university, it's all about, you know, doing your best in, in high school. And so if that means uh, seeking out a tutor or getting a little extra help, um, we want to make sure that when students are finishing their senior year, they are preparing themselves to be successful academically at the college level. Um, I really appreciate, Dr. Kim, what you said about, um, you know, what we do for, for students of color and, and all of our students. And, and I think the, the, the two key words we, we really preach to, to the community and everyone is we want everybody to feel like they're included, right, uh, inclusivity, and, and that they belong here, right? And I, I mentioned that earlier. And that comes, like I said, with creating some of those connections. We have our uh, Warhawk Connection Center on campus in the University Center, which is a, a space really dedicated for uh, students from different identities, from s- different cultures. Uh, it's, a, it's an intercultural sec- uh, um, uh, location on our campus for students to really engage mm-hmm. with people who are like them and people who aren't like them. But um, I, I think the, the from the admission standpoint, like I said, it's, it's really just making sure uh, you're preparing. Uh, when it comes to the Finding your fit, I really just want to put a, a, a plug out there to say, come visit our campus and come see it for yourself. You know, don't, don't take our word for it. Hopefully you can come to campus and experience it yourself. I think that's uh, for parents right. and students alike. Uh, the best way to know about an institution is to spend some time there um, and, and immerse yourself in those spaces. So um, we have daily campus tours Monday through Friday. We've got select uh, Saturday events. We'll have more opening up this spring. Um, so, you know, find time to, to take an hour and a half, two hours and, and get out to campus and, and see what we're really talking about. Sounds good. Jeremy Smith, Director of Admissions at UW-Whitewater. Thank you for joining us here on The Truth. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you, Dr. Kent. All right. Take care. So remember, this is College Month on The Truth. It's sponsored by Educators Credit Union, American Family Insurance, Gruber Law Offices, and Associated Bank. And so if you want to help your young scholar get scholarship dollars, this is the type of information we'll have all week. All month, we're going to be highlighting local universities who offer full tuition scholarships and local organizations who actually help students find thousands of dollars in scholarships each year. So make sure you tune in like this throughout Truth Nation. You need to listen right here on 1017 The Truth all month during the month of November. So you don't miss this important information on how your student can go to college and be debt-free. Again, College Month on The Truth is sponsored by Educators Credit Union, American Family Insurance, Gruber Law Offices, and Associated Bank. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm looking at BBC News, and it's six hours later, so it's like 11 o'clock. What time? Oh, five. About 11 o'clock p.m. And so one of the, one of the like the prime minister has given the speech to parliament, and and the king is sitting there, and so, you know, his his crown is attached to his head. It's not it's not like we just set it up that if you tilt, it falls off, right? So he's how can I say it? Not sleep, but fallen into a slumber. Like, you know how you sit? You know, when you get tired, so you put your arms crossway like this on the chair and you kind of lean forward like you're reading something or doing something, and then you close your eyes. Yeah. And so they cut back and they cut back and it's like, hmm. And they're just going on and on and on. I wish we had a parliament. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to the top five at five. I wish we had a parliament like that where everybody came together and groups got with groups. And whoever had the biggest group with the biggest leader, that person became the leader and that person became the speaker. And our group had the power and all the other groups had to work with us in order to get stuff done. So if it's 100 people and you got. 38 people and every every other group has like, you know, a smaller number, then you're the largest group. You're the majority. You win. I think that would be great. That's just me. I think that'd be great. I do. And then every every time we have elections, all this Republican and Democrat and liberal and conservative, you'd have everybody working with each other to get done what they want done. I think that would be great. I really, 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 really do. Number five. (sighs) Here we go again. Three Pleasant Prairie officers who arrested and were transporting a handcuffed man to the Kenosha County Jail when he managed to shoot himself in the head, returned to full duty with the department, the police chief confirmed today. Pleasant Prairie Police Chief David Smetana provided the update after uh, WISN 12 News Investigates obtained a copy of a letter from Kenosha County District Attorney Michael Grievely. Outlining the prosecutor's conclusion, neither officer violated any criminal statutes in the death of Jacob Albright. Based on our review of the investigative materials, particularly the squad video, which shows unequivocally that that Albright took his own life, the DA's office has determined that no criminal charges were appropriate, briefly wrote to the chief. The October 30th letter, which only identified the officers by their last names of Matts and Gorman, uh, arrested Albright July 20th at the Super 8 Motel, escorting him to a squad car when they said he became a combative. Uh, he took a step backwards and then thrashed his arms and legs, arms left and right. Gravely's letter recounted. Both Gravely said, well, the, both officers searched Albright at that moment. Both determined a more thorough search should occur. Both officers determined that the more thorough search should be conducted in a secure environment of the jail port, a sally port due to Albright's resistive behaviors and out of concern he might fight or try to escape. That was a bad choice. There is absolutely no way 
ever you are ever going to get in a squad car with me. Or I'm going to put you in someone else's squad car without a thorough search. If you got to fight, I got to call more people. And we're going to lean you up against the car. Notice I didn't say lay you on the ground. And we are going to search you. Which is the reason most people don't fight when they're in handcuffs already. There's a reason people fight when they're in handcuffs. Now, I understand that that's just experience talking. But when you want to fight me and you're in custody, you're trying to hide something or do something or, yeah. And sure enough, he did. Holding it against his right hip, he grabbed the gun, rotates his body facing outward toward the driver's side window, leans toward the partition with his head toward the passenger side. And they heard a loud pop. So, I hate to say it, live and learn. But when in doubt, trust, but verify. Number four. From CBS 58, four people are in custody following a pursuit yesterday. Police say the vehicle they were in was wanted in connection to multiple armed robberies of postal workers. Police say around 1020 a.m., a 33-year-old postal worker was robbed at 12th and Holt. This after 11 a.m., police say three suspects held a 49-year-old postal worker at gunpoint near 48th and Euclid. Both on the south side. The suspect took the worker's keys, fled the scene, and around 2.30 p.m., police say officers observed the vehicle while it in connection to the robberies. Initiated a traffic stop. The driver, an 18-year-old man, refused to stop. Pursuit began. 21-year-old male passenger got out of the vehicle during the pursuit and fled. He was later taken into custody. The fleeing vehicle came to a stop near 30th and Cherry. The driver, two occupants, a 21-year-old man, 15-year-old boy, taken into custody after a brief foot pursuit 51 year old police sergeant with 19 years on the job collided with a telephone pole on 30th and cherry and the sergeant was taken to the hospital for evaluation inside the suspect vehicle what did they recover semi-automatic handgun with an extended magazine a ghost gun handgun with an extended magazine and a bb gun rifle that were placed into custody charges will be reviewed by the milwaukee county da's office number three Well, the Supreme Court is leaning towards doing something I think is correct. Supreme Court said on today it indicated it would uphold a federal law that prohibits people from under domestic violence restraining orders from owning firearms, potentially limiting the scope of its own major gun rights ruling from last year. That does not limit the rights of a gun um, rights ruling. This is a criminal side. Like this, this civil rights and criminal rights? No. The case gives the court 6-3 conservative majority a chance to consider the broad ramifications of the 2022 decision, which for the time, first time found that there is a right to bear arms outside the home under the Constitution's Second Amendment. Well, that's, that's true. The ruling in a case called New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, made it clear that gun restrictions had to be analyzed based on a historical understanding of the right to bear arms. As such, the decision raised questions about many existing gun restrictions that gun right activists say are not anchored in historical tradition. Both during oral arguments, the justices appeared receptive to Solicitor General Elizabeth uh, Prelagar's argument 
that the prohibition fits within a long tradition of disarming people who are considered a danger to society. I agree. That principle, he said, is firmly grounded in the Second Amendment's history and tradition. Uh, Throughout our nation's history, legislatures have disarmed those who have committed serious criminal conduct or whose access to guns pose a danger. Conservative Justice Amy Coney Barrett, who was in the majority in the 2022 case, indicated she agreed with Proligar, saying that the legislature can make judgments to disarm people consistently with the Second Amendment based on dangerousness. And although some conservative justices seem concerned that it's too easy for state courts to disarm someone accused of domestic violence, this is not the legal question before the court, which only concerns the federal prohibition. So I agree. Domestic violence, if you're in the middle of a court case or there's DV-related um, criminal case, you should not be able to have a gun, period. And if you're found not guilty, okay. But if you're guilty, it just goes to say those are the things that we need. Number two. The Wisconsin control, Wisconsin, ups, I said that backwards. I was about to say Wisconsin control Republican assembly, but technically that would be right too. Uh, was scheduled to pass a bill today that would ban Universities of Wisconsin officials from considering race and diversity when awarding state-funded financial aid. So, you know, Evers is going to veto it, and they'll go round and round and all this stuff, and then there'll be all that stuff, right? Um, Tuesday, that's today, in the assembly that would uphold state grants, that would withhold state grants from schools that repeatedly violate free speech rights on campus and make them subject to fines up to $100,000. What I would do, here's my solution. Anybody that wants anybody to have a fair shake at school and have an advisor there, let's create an endowed position at UW schools for diversity and equity and inclusion. So let's have the community rustle up $30, $40 million dollars All the people that talk about they love diversity, all these companies, all these other. Let's create these chairs, these 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 positions at UW schools. For diversity, equity and inclusion, just drop the money that way. There's nothing that the state legislature can do because it's a donation. And who are their right mind would pass a law to say you can't take a donation. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Number one. This one kind of threw me for a loop from Racine County, Wisconsin, from CBS 58. A 36-year-old social worker was arrested, accused of smuggling contraband into the Racine County Jail. According to the Racine County Sheriff's Office, on November 3rd, a shakedown within the jail located a cell phone inside inmate Travis Coker's cell. Staff found a USB charger for the phone, oxycodone pills, a lighter, tobacco, rolling papers, makeshift smoking pipe, three pins, two razors, and inmate Andrew Crutcher's waistband. Officials interviewed another inmate who stated Crutcher had a relationship with the Director of Mental Health Services, Brittany Perez. The inmate, according to the authorities, stated Perez was smuggling contraband into the jail and provided it to Crutcher. Authorities said Perez is a contract employee, clinical social worker who's been employed since June of 20, 
2023. Perez is a contract employee, enters the jail through the professional entrance where there are contraband warnings. Perez would have to have concealed the contraband to get it past correctional officers. Investigators downloaded the data from the cell phone found in the jail and located a string of text messages from Crutcher and Perez. Authorities say the two were messaging each other regularly and were involved in a romantic relationship. Perez was arrested November 4th, held on two counts of delivering an article to an inmate with a $10,000 bail. Charges against Coker and Crutcher were also referred to the Racing County District Attorney's Office. Sounds like somebody didn't do the background check the way they were supposed to. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Where'd it go? Eight three three two one two. The music just huh? I was trying to get my dance on. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. All right, so I'm still tripping about this social worker that was bringing Kaiser back. She just started working June, July, August, September, October, and she was already in trouble. Hmm. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. Speaking of telling you, tune in to the award winning 1017 The Truth. Uh, the business spotlight is on Thursday between the Tory Lowe Show and me, Truth in the Afternoon. Um, we'll be speaking with Monica Ireland Karras. Um, partner and attorney at Tayback Law, who will discuss Tayback Law's unwavering efforts in fighting for the rights of veterans and ensure they get the benefits that are owed to them. So make sure you check that out, Business Spotlight with Tayback Law, Thursday between the Tory Lowe Show and Truth in the Afternoon with yours truly, right here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Also on Saturday, you might want to tune in at 10 a.m. for another episode of Diversity and Excellence Pod by Erie Insurance, hosted by me, and Fred Johnson, Vice President, Wisconsin State Manager for Erie Insurance. Uh, we'll, we're going to be talking about something a little different. We're going to talk about weather patterns. And I know that sounds a little different and a little strange. But weather really, really impacts how insurance companies review policies and review claims. So don't miss Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance this Saturday, 10 a.m., we're going to be talking about weather and how it, you know, animals and, and winterizing your house and your car and all those things that we think we do. And then when we need to do it, it's too late and we're stuck in the storm. Uh, the hail has come and dented our car, stuff like that. Right here on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, Saturday at 10 
a.m. I was just tripping. Just I, I'm just like this whole relationship thing. I'm just I'm just I'm just amazed. I'm amazed. Just just like Benjamin. Just amazing. Um, dump truck that crashed into the SUV that um, Milwaukee Police Chief Jeff Norman was riding in uh, lost their brakes and. It wasn't because of reckless driving. I thought that was a little incredulous of the media to say, he just left a reckless driving uh, uh, meeting and reckless driving. Well, you didn't know if it was reckless driving, so you probably shouldn't have mentioned it until you confirmed that it was. But, you know, the media just wants to be, you know, first at and always want to make things look worse than it is to say they have the story when, in fact, they really didn't have the story. So anybody that put that on there should be, you know, beat with a with a wet noodle. I think it's it's just a little. I think it's a bit much. He left a conference about reckless driving and then got into a car accident. You have no idea whether or not the two are connected. So as a good journalist, there's no reason for you to even raise it. No reason for you to ask the question. You put it in the lead, in the headline. That's my issue. Had you put it in the story, it's it's ironic that not that it's ironic that that he was leaving a press conference and where it was coming from. That's one thing. But you put it in the story itself. That's garbage. You get an F. If you're an, if you're a journalist in the media in Milwaukee and you put that in your in your headline, not your leads, right? But your headline, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know what I call that? garbage you are listening to truth in the afternoon with dr ken harris on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017 truth.com this is truth in the afternoon with dr ken harris on 1017 the truth the truth app and 1017 truth.com Listening to Truth in the Afternoon, I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talk and text line. Make my funk the P-Funk good, Doc. <laughs> yeah, silly. Um, Parliament. Funkadelic, Brides of Frankenstein, and Boozer. See, one of the reasons I don't play Funkadelic in Parliament is because George Clinton sold his gave his record, you know, the rights to his songs. He gave them to a guy because if if you saw one of those documentaries on him, he was in debt to a drug dealer because he basically coked his way through the 80s. And because of that, he gave his record, his, his song library to the drug dealer. So every time you play his songs, they make money drug dealers make i don't think so i don't play his music <laughs> that's why that that's why i don't play his music so you'll never hear funk 
like Parliament Funkadelic, uh, Rides of Frankenstein, Bootzilla, none of that. You ain't hearing none of that. Good doc, the NRA will never allow the Supreme Court to pass that gun law. What do you mean allow them to pass the gun law? Uh, far too many of them hit their wives. That Where's that coming from? That makes no sense. Police have a high rate of domestic violence also. Such a law would reduce police force even more. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. It's, it, anyway, why am I talking to the caller? I'm going to skip him or her. Great suggestion, Dr. Ken. What suggestion? Uh, Mr. Medea said Milwaukee is a stepping stone for talent. I don't know. I don't know. We got some pretty good basketball players, so I wouldn't go that far. Tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 11 o'clock for another episode of the Center for Leadership of African Women's Wellness show. Sherwin Hughes will be joined by representatives from CLAW to discuss their Lunch and Learn workshops, mental and emotional health, and the importance of having spiritual healing in your life. Again, that's the Center for Leadership of African Women's Wellness show this Saturday, 11 a.m., right here on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. So there you go. I think I got one more to read. My favorite. The Truth is home to Marquette University High School Hilltopper football. They have a huge match this week. Hilltoppers take on Kimberly Papermakers. The winner of this game goes to the WIAA Football State Championship. Kickoff is set for 7. Pre-game show starts at 6.30 this Friday night. High School Sports on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. So that ought to be a pretty good game. I've got a meeting to go to on um, Friday night. And so I'm just saying my earbuds going to be in because I'll be listening to the app, listening to 1017 The Truth and The Hilltoppers. So I'm just saying, at least I'm just making it plain, right? I'm just doing it. Um, I just find it interesting. Um I think tomorrow I'm going to dive into the budget and the budget talks and some of the things that passed in the budget. I like it. I like the budget. There's some things we're going to have to pay. I heard, I heard, um, I heard um, DT and Telly talking about it this morning and I almost called, but I was driving. And I, and I wanted to tell them that you all need to understand something that when you say you're going to get police, there's not an instantaneous turnaround and police just show up. They don't just pull them out of their their closet. Had to clean that up. Right. They, they they get them from going to an academy and sitting there for let me see, it's 720 hours. So they probably sit there for 920 hours. Right. And then they got to do X amount of weeks of field training. And then they're on probation. Which is roughly about 16 months total. And then, I mean, from the time they're sworn in as a recruit to the time they're off probation, about 16 months. So it might even be longer. So my point is, you're going to have to be patient. If anything, 1017 The Truth is going to be here to help the city hire those firefighters and police that are needed because otherwise we lose a lot of money from the state of Wisconsin 
based on the idiot deal that Robin Voss made and the idiot deal that the 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 the, the um, mayor and the county executive made. Love them both to death, but it was a bad deal. I know all three of them, but it was a bad deal. And because it was a bad deal, because it was a bad deal, we are where we are. So it's going to take time for you to see more police. Three classes of 65. That's a lot of people. I'm just saying. So 65 times three is 195 people they're going to need. They're going to need to screen 10 times that amount to get that amount. So about 1,000 people, maybe 2,000 people need to sign up from all over the country to get a job at Milwaukee Police Department so that they can get the 195. Like those are the ball face realities that you have to deal with. Having police in uniform in your neighborhood is not over-policing. I love these these phrases people make. And then when people start, I am pro-police. Of course. 30 years of it. Yes. Sure. I'm not pro-police when they're wrong. I'm not pro-police when they deserve to be in jail. But when they don't, just like we don't want them to chastise all black people when a black person commits a crime, let's not do that to the police or the fire department. But if you don't commit a crime, it's not an issue. If you don't commit a crime and the police harass you, file a complaint. And if you have an issue with it, come see me. At least ask. You know what I'm saying? At least ask. Because it's important that we remember safety is first. We've shown what can happen when you get rid of the police. We've seen in cities across this country what happens when you get rid of the police. And people get to do whatever they want, whenever they want, wherever they want. If you think you've seen tyranny, make the police go away. And at the same time, make sure you put the bad ones in jail. I'm just saying. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you for shooting me out the cannon today. I think I landed okay. Tory Lowe Show is coming up next. And I'll see you in 22 hours. God bless. Take care. I'm out.